And I want to invite us this morning to consider the perspective of the shepherds. Not just words on a page this morning, not just a story maybe we've heard over and over and over again that we're kind of sick of. Not even just a story that Linus has offered us in a Charlie Brown Christmas, but the story of the truth of the incarnation for you and for me. And so I'd like us to imagine ourselves experiencing the truth of the incarnation this morning. I want you to imagine with me your regular life. Your regular life. Where are you in your regular life? Are you in your kitchen or your living room? Are you in the bathroom? Are you at work? Are you at your desk? Are you in your shop? Are you commuting at the grocery store, on the soccer field, in a hospital room? I wonder what you're doing in your regular life. Are you playing? Are you cooking? Are you creating? Are you fussing? Are you reading? Are you choring? It's maybe tricky to imagine, even though you live it so much, I live my regular life so much, it might be hard to pinpoint this regular life that we live. But I want you, whatever came to mind in that time, whatever your mind chooses to bring you in this time, I want you to settle there. I don't want you to push away the regular no matter how uh, boring it might seem or even how unwanted it feels. You, in your regular life. Picture the things around you, then, in your regular life, the things that make up this regular life, the laundry and the lists and the Excel spreadsheets, project outlines and outcomes, general clutter, Children and the things that accompany children, crumbs, more laundry, the paper and poster clad walls of a classroom, the nagging feeling like you forgot something or you're missing something, the aches and pains of uh, being a person in a body, the simple gift of breathing, Maybe it's yard work, a phone call with a friend that meant something to you, uh, the sound that is in the space, a refrigerator hum, sound of the furnace turning on, the general chatter of coworkers or classmates that you can't quite distinguish, but you know that they're talking. Maybe you can smell something, dinner as it cooks or the ground as you're working it. Maybe you hear music or the neighbors making quite a racket. I want you to settle in on those certain and specific things that make life regular for you, no matter how unwanted or wanted those things are. Can you identify where you are, what's around you, who is with you, how you feel then about your regular life? 
got your regular life? Okay. Suddenly, in your regular life, there's a breakthrough. You see, you weren't looking for it. You weren't desiring it. You weren't needing it even, per se. You were just doing fine with your regular life. And in screams light and voices and sounds, and they don't belong there, and it's a little discombobulating. And you might be quite sure that this is something way outside of your regular life. But here you are in your regular life. This is Uh, even beyond the special parts of your life. This doesn't happen to anyone. This is just beyond. And the voices and the sounds of this breakthrough, they join the the refrigerator and the children and the chatter of coworkers and the tip-tap of computers uh, typing, and, and it's all one giant symphony in your regular life. And light uh, streams over your laundry and your lists and your crumbs and the clutter and the people that drive you bananas and the car keys and your bum knee that never seems to bend like it used to. And it feels as though the nagging feelings you were feeling uh, and just experiencing in your regular life have joined with the light and the sound and the voices and it all makes this breakthrough exactly what it is in your regular life. And of course... You are terrified. Because if you had prepared for this, maybe you wouldn't be so afraid. Uh, But you didn't prepare for it. You would have chosen a different place to be. You would have worn a different outfit. You would have at least brushed your teeth. You would have made a nice meal for this intrusion. You may have sat down to it and lit candles. All this light and sound breaking into your regular life, it feels like an intrusion, and you are trying to decide if it's a welcome intrusion or not. Though I would like to see you try and refuse this intrusion. It's not like you can hide from it. And this is what makes you afraid. You've never experienced anything like this before. This is so new, so unpreparedly new and you have no map, no plan, no idea for what's coming in the very moment or even in the next moment. Plus, it's, it's overwhelming. There you are in your regular life and all this stuff is happening to you. It's all just a little too much. And so you feel terror, but in a holy way, a holy terror. Hold that thought, would you? And join me as we pivot. We're not pivoting very far. Just a little pivot to Luke 2, 8 through 20. I'll be reading from the NIV with the smallest bit of commentary. And you'll know it's my commentary when it's not the words in your Bible or on the screen, okay? Luke 2, starting in verse 8. It may be familiar. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. This is their regular life. And an intrusion, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified, rightly so. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. 
Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The shepherds were minding their regular life. Their regular life looked like sheep and country hillsides. It looked like receiving low wages to care for another person's flock and, and using those wages to supplement the family income or to live off of on their own, but just very barely. Their regular life uh, meant that they didn't stay in one place for too long because they had to move where the grass was greener, literally, in order to supply the needs of those little sheepas uh, that relied on them. And for this reason, they, they knew the landscape well, uh, but they were never always welcomed in it. They managed the aches and pains of always being on the move, sleeping on the hard ground, walking long distances. And let's not even get started on the chaos of sheep. You thought children were a little nutty. Just like you and me, they were minding their regular life. And then there was a breakthrough. You see, we have breakthroughs often in our days. We call them interruptions. Things that, that unexpectedly intrude in our day. But those things don't, don't feel like what the shepherds experienced that day. Because a lot of times the interruptions, the things that intrude in our life, have nothing to do with good news of great joy for all people. A lot of times the interruptions, the things that come into our day are more like bad news of great frustration or sorrow or pain for just you. You had been going about your regular day in your regular life and a diagnosis comes. News of another mass shooting appears on your phone. Another outbreak of war is declared. Another development in the response to the pandemic has been offered. You get news of a friend going through a divorce. A family member continues to be estranged. You yourself are all of a sudden suffering. It feels like the breakthroughs of our regular life can easily tip towards bad news of great pain just for us. Where is the good news of great joy for all people? 
Rare is the good news of great joy for all people. I wonder if you've experienced this kind of a longing in your regular life of just hoping for something good to permeate all of the ungood, some handle of hope to hold on to when everything feels like it's out of control. And even if regular life was still regular, after these interruptions, these kind of intrusions, things don't feel regular anymore because it becomes full of the things that gray or cloud your perspective, your life, as they should. In the same way, have you ever experienced the level of of joy before, the joy of, of good news that interrupts your life, whether it came to you expected or unexpected? And you have that feeling, that, that wash of like relief and, and release and happiness that seems to whoosh over you. And, and it makes your mind feel like somehow it's melting out of your ears, but in a good way, you know? And you notice the muscles in your body, they, they relax. You didn't realize they were even tense, but somehow they relax. That kind of good news of great joy. Or the kind of joy that fizzles and pops in your tummy, uh, when your mind can't quite believe what your body is telling you, and so your, your body is on this adrenaline high responding to what you've just heard, and you like can't breathe fast enough or move fast enough. And that swirl of the response, it's like all joy. Imagine this taking place in your regular day, amidst all the things of that day. With yourself conditioned to only receive intrusions of bad news with no joy for only you. And this unforeseen, maybe even unwelcome disturbance tells you that the things uh, that look familiar to your life, the the regular things, the crumbs and the laundry and the to-do list and the Excel spreadsheets, they are going to be a sign for you of something that has happened that's beyond the regular. The manger was regular for the shepherds. They knew what that thing was. They knew what it was there for. But they could not even fathom that God would end up lying in it. I wonder what's regular for you that you could not even fathom God being present in. Good news. Great joy. All people It comes to you and me in our regular. And as that news comes to you, that intrusion comes to you, you and and others, the the people that you're with, your, your children, your coworkers, your classmates, your friends, you decide to go and see this good news of great joy for all people, for yourselves. This thing that the divine interruption has indicated would be true. And so, and so you just, you go. There's no plan. There's no map. You've left your regular life for something very unregular. And you arrive at a place you've never been before. Imagine what that would feel like. And you knock on a door that is unfamiliar. I'd be nervous. The door opens and the face on the other side of the door is quite worn out, but but very welcoming. And you enter into the home just just carefully, 
definitely a stranger. The smells are new. They don't feel or smell like your house. But it's comfortable, and you feel welcome. And there's a mother there in her, in her first few days of motherhood. She's soft and a little bleary, but she's settled. And there's a father there navigating his new role and trying to make sure everyone's okay. And there's a little baby. All snuggled up in a blanket, and you can tell that that blanket was picked out quite intentionally. And then you realize, oh, this baby is the, the reason you're there. Why else would you now be found in this strange place at this strange time, having abandoned your regular life? So you, you walk in and, and you, you take your shoes off. But before you can sit down to ease the hosts of the gathering, uh, the mother picks up her baby. And she holds the little bundle out to you gesturing that you might hold this baby. And you instantly become aware of your hands. Oh, I should have washed them. And you notice that your clothes aren't super soft or, or snuggly. There's zippers and ties everywhere. You're not fit to hold a baby. You didn't plan for this. You didn't dress for this. Your teeth are still not brushed. But how could you pass up the opportunity? And so she holds out this baby to you, and what do you have left to do but, but to take the baby with two hands? And perhaps you know exactly what to do, and your arms instinctively form to cradle the baby. Or perhaps you've never held a baby before, and you fear looking foolish while, while trying your best to support their head and not make the mother nervous. And you look to her to get an idea of how well you're doing. And she's just looking at you, soaking it all in. And there is no anxiety in her eyes or worry in her gaze. She's just adoring her baby and the fact that you're holding her baby. And her example breaks you free from any awkwardness you might be feeling so that you might actually look then at what you're holding. And so then you, you actually just hold the baby. And his breath is even and rhythmic and his eyelashes are so long for being such a little baby. And you do the thing that so many people can't help but do, whether it's their own child or somebody else's, you smell him. And there's nothing like that smell. Something deep in your memory holds this moment for you because you just smelled God. You are holding God. And you know it's true because all the signs say that it's true, but it feels so silly and so unregular and so earth-shatteringly good. So you just hold and soak. And after a long time, you give the baby back, but to the father this time. And you should see his face when he receives his kid back into his arms. It's divine love. 
and then you leave. You leave and, and everything is different. Your hands don't feel the same. You just held God. You touch your nose. It feels different. I just smelled God. And you can't help but tell all these people that you know. It's the buzz of every one of the conversations you have and the places and spaces that you go. You post it on Facebook in some sort of cryptic note because how could you ever explain this? It's like trying to take a picture of the sunrise on your phone and like, oh, this just can't even capture what it's like in real life. And then you go back to your, your regular life, but it is decidedly new. There's no going back to before. You have been forever changed by this thing. Good news. Great joy. All people. For you. For you. God, I thank you that this was not some far-off story. Not something that only a cartoon character could really get into our hearts. That this is something that actually happened. And that you desire to be in our regular life. That you desire to be encountered by us just as we are. And that it pleases you to do so. Thank you that the truth of that gets to settle in amongst all the other things of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.